think it was September 24th. Well, yeah, it was Saturday the 24th of September, but today we welcome in Rocktober. Rocktober the 1st, October 1st. Here we are at Decoholics, and this is the month of horror. So I can promise you this right now, that at least one topic every month, uh, every week for this month, will be about horror, since I am the king of horror. Um, I guess I would say I'm the jester of horror. I know other big horror fans out there, but I give these independent movies a try. Um, I can promise you that I will be seeing my dearest friend, Art the Clown, and soon, <laughs> well, he's not my friend, but, you know, you get the gist of things, but welcome Rocktober 1st, welcome into Rocktober, we are here, but here's the crazy thing, so, ironically, we're in Rocktober, and yet Metallica doesn't play one show in the month of Rocktober, <laughs> but, Iron Maiden Iron Maiden, 18 days away from seeing Iron fucking Maiden. Cannot fucking wait. So, you guys know how it goes. Cultural music fan here. And it just cracks me up because I have two tickets to Iron Maiden, baby. Don't say yes or maybe at the same time. Just think about how much you're going to do when you get there. And your mind is blown. So for everybody that has a ticket, when you're asking the person to go with you to this show, make sure that you let them know. Getting a little help there from Wheatus. Teenage Dirtbags. We gotta do a uh, one-hit wonders list because that was that has to be on the top ten one-hit wonders of all time. Um, excellent, excellent, excellent song there. But uh, all right, enough with the shenanigans. Let's get into it. Good show stored for you today. Well, I don't know. It's a recap. You know how these shows go. It's either Deacon had a great time or Deacon had a shitty time, right? <laughs> well, you know, I try to give you the overall performance of how the band was and everything, and uh, get into that in just a little bit. Uh, happy birthday! Shout out big here to the uh, probably the um, original Decaholic. He was the first Decaholic. This is how funny it was. Um, many, many moons ago. I'm not going to say on air, old man, how many moons ago it was, but big happy birthday to my boy Jermaine. Always a fan of the show and recently coming back into the show because I actually sent him the touchdown report because I know he would be interested in this, okay? But by looking at him and the his lifestyle, you would assume that he only listens to one type genre of music, which you should never do when it comes to people, okay? But this man is one of the most eclectic people I know when it comes to 90s music, whether it's pop, rap, grunge, rock, whatever it is, he fucking knows it, and he's a Devils fan. That's the only downfall about him, right? Um, happy birthday, my friend. Hope you have a great fucking day. But the rest of that story actually was that I sent him the touchdown report for him to listen to because of the shout out that I gave him in the touchdown report. And he actually ended up listening to uh, episode 102, loving it. And he's like, yeah, just keep sending them to me. I'm going to listen to them all the time now. So that's what it takes sometimes when you're looking for something new to listen to. And you don't realize that one of your best friends is sending you the fucking link every week. 
And then he finally turns around and loves the show. Thank you. Appreciate the support always. But more importantly, hope you have a great day, dude. Seriously. And love you. Um, quick sports update. Uh, let's hold off on that and go into the big Met news. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to make you guys wait for the Met news for those that don't know. So let's actually go into the sports update. Um, Thursday Night Football, something crazy happened. Uh, by the time I came on and I told you guys, there was a, a big jump in the spread, um, the change of the game. And that's why when I when I come on here and I record the show on Thursdays, okay? So I, I would love to record the show on Wednesday because Thursday is kind of like a hectic day for me. But the thing is, is that I try to give the most updated to date to stat time lines for the game for those that are using the Deacon and Co show's rendition of a game day countdown to what you're interested in. So me telling you guys stuff that that happens literally on you know Wednesday when these line all of these things are subject to change time one o'clock comes on Sunday for the regular games. But in this week this case we all know that it's not 1 o'clock. It's 9.30 as we go across the pond in London. So, and, and thank you all for not, um, you know, being too upset with uh, the rant and rave about the Queen. Um, really, I just can't hear that shit. And, and big thanks to Nay for doing the touchdown report because she's under the weather. And uh, what a trooper. I said, I can tell the audience, you know, that you are under the weather. They're not going to be that upset. Concerned, yes. Upset. Most likely not, but we'll welcome her back again next week, um, and we'll see how things go and transition as we sit into week four of the National Football League, Thursday night football. The Cincinnati Bengals hosted the Miami Dolphins, and it was just, I, I mean, told you guys to take the under on this, absolutely. 27-15 was the final in favor for the Bengals. So in this game itself, uh, Tua got hurt. Barely bad, um, lost feeling in his extremities and whatnot, brought him to a local hospital. I believe this was late in the end, I would say somewhere in the eight-minute mark with eight minutes remaining left in the second quarter. Um, I didn't get to see the hit until after, and the game was on. I was just listening to it, um, and it was just one of those scenarios in which like, you could feel the gasp from the stadium. Like we, we didn't, Nobody knew like what if this guy was dead, like really just insane, and, and this is... This is how, you know, a lot of people um, are, everything that can be done to, for player safety is being done, but it's just sometimes the unnatural ability of somebody who's six times the size of you grabbing you like as if you are Andre the Giant picking up Muggsy Bowes, the shortest NBA player of all time, and slamming him to the concrete. That's exactly what it was, and it was just violent. It was, you know, let's see if any penalties or uh, fines come from this. Uh, haven't heard anything yet of it. So player safety is the number one thing in the NFL, and I know that they've been working on this for years, and it takes away from the game. And and I, I didn't like the comment, okay, that, that uh, Richard Sherman, who is an um, announcer or a halftime analyst on Prime Video along with Tony Gonzalez, um, some chick I've never even heard of, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So um, these guys come on there, and they're talking about how, like, everyone goes out and risks their, you know, body and puts themselves on the line to turn around and entertain us. Like, no, 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 Let, let's get something straight here. I have never looked at the NFL as an entertaining purpose, 
okay? I looked at the NFL as a game that people got together to watch, gamble, and just rant and rave about. If that's considered entertaining, well, that's not my definition of entertaining. Some of these games are not entertaining by any fucking means. Now, the money that players get played and the rules and regulations that are going into player safety are go are going a long way. The helmets are different. The field is different. They're now putting shock impact on the field so that way if when you do get hit, then you turn around and it's going to be less impact on the body. You still have to realize that you're nobody's putting a gun to anybody's head and saying you have to be a football player. The talent that people have and the love that they have for this game makes them want to play. And entertaining purposes, shit, wrong move, wrong word to use. I wish I could use that genius in a week, but I got someone even better than you. But this is no good. Like, how do you come up and say something like that? Like, it really bothered me. It was, I didn't look at the NFL as an entertainment purpose. The NFL is king. You know, people go ape shit for the NFL for many different reasons. What if you were somebody who was a former football player going to be making it to the professional level to compete for the world championship, Super Bowl, the biggest prize, okay, at the end of the day, and um, you blew out your knee. So maybe that's the reason why you're watching. You're not watching it for entertainment purposes at that point. If you're strictly watching it to gamble, you're not entertaining yourself. You're taking a risk. If you don't know what the fuck you're doing, it's called a risk. It's called, like, you're an idiot. Don't gamble, okay? I love this commercial that they had last night during the game, and it was like, only gamble what you can afford. You think anybody's really listening to that? Come on now. But what do I know? You know, easiest form. Like, all these people back in the day, everybody's so accepting of it. Like, even some members in my um, distant family, okay, um, make comments like, oh, yeah, we, we got a couple bucks in the game and this and that. Where the fuck were you five, ten years ago when I was the one having a couple, quote, couple bucks on the game, end quote. Like, come on, dude, the world is changing that we live in, and it's really not a fun place. Like, I, It is really, you know, driving on Long Island for someone that drives for a living, day job and night job, work two jobs, yeah, absolutely, to pay for the fucking Met habit. Um, Met, Met, Met habit is worse than a drug habit. <laughs> you just, it, it's, it, the only way I can describe it to you, being worse than a drug addiction, okay, with Metallica, all right, is because of the fact of how good they are. And how late that I came in as a fan. Being a fan for only 10 years, the numbers that I put up in 10 years are solid and respectable, okay? But in the next 10 years to come, those numbers are still going to be the same way they are now, continuing at the same pace. I'm not turning around and going on fucking tour and going to see them every single night that they're on tour. But I'm going to tell you now that I'm not going to miss a big caliber show ever again in my life because of... The way that this makes me feel. Being a part of this community, being a part of this band, and being on board with just at the drop of a fucking hat, and we'll get into that in a second, stop my life, what I'm doing, to go see the best band that ever lived. Maybe people call it crazy, they call it insane, but let's look at things. You're 41 years into a career of a band. How much more you think you guys got? Hopefully another 20. But... That only leaves me at half my life or three quarters of my life over. What am I going to do for the rest of that time? You know, we all don't live forever. That's that's the scary thing, you know. And then unfortunately, um, you know, when you when you find something that you love, I always encourage people to go and do it and go and do what they have to do. 
Many, many times have I heard people along the line say things, or even big caliber fans, that turn around and they're, oh, I'm giving shit for my wife. I'm getting shit for this. Dude, you won't get shit from your wife if you turn around, you work your ass off, and you fucking work two jobs, and you have a little fund that is known as the Met Fund. And you turn around, and you put into that fund every check, every chance you get, whatever you want to call it, and... You make sure that you're saving and doing what you got to do. You're not going to hear shit from anybody. Hey, want to go do this, this, that. If she does still give you shit, then they don't, she doesn't understand the passion that you have for whatever it may be. It may not necessarily have to be Metallica. It may be something else. Sports, Broadway, other bands. Um, movie enthusiasts go out a lot to the movies. I mean, this is pre-COVID. I mean, I have not gone to the movies and I can't even tell you the last time I went to the movies. But, um, you know, going to break that soon. But moving forward with this, um, where do you go from here? Um, with, with, with the player safety and whatnot, will have to be evaluated and continuing the improvements to keep everybody safe. Um, we got... Some baseball postseason coming up. Uh, five games left in a regular season for most teams. Less for some. Preseason puck going on. And I mean, guys, I don't want to really bore you or tune you off here, but it's the most wonderful time of the year when touchdowns are throwing and whistles are blowing. We now know hockey and baskets are near. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Thank you. Thank you very much. I actually wrote that song that is trademarked by Deacon himself. I have more to it than just that because, of course, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Snowball effect. And we're in Rocktober. So, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, that's pretty much it for the sports update now. Soon it's going to be a little longer, Decaholics. So enjoy the shortness of it now. Most most Decaholics that aren't both sports fans and Metallica fans are just jumping for joy in the summer episodes. Like, yeah, we know you're talking about baseball. So it is what it is. But we will talk a little bit about baseball this year. Um, postseason I always like to touch base on. And postseason baseball is so much fun to watch. So next week should be interesting. Um, vet news. Um, yeah, besides game day tomorrow, yeah, um, uh, you know, get ready for it, whatever you got to do, expecting some bad weather up in the, uh, East Coast area, so Hurricane Ian is, um, I guess remains or broken parts or whatever it is, some heavy rains, but hopefully it doesn't affect too much here. Um, last week I told you guys to check out the shift on CNBC, um, there was some type of error on the network, so if you guys did record it, <laughs> it'll come up as recording, not recorded, because there was an error on their network. So it's re-airing, or premiering, technically, tomorrow, um, I'm sorry, later on this afternoon, I always mix up when I'm reading on this thing, because I usually write the show the night before. So later on this afternoon, 2.30, CNBC... Um, the shift, record it, it's going to be cool, it's going to be all about the all within my hands. So, I always like to try and be honest about everything here, and with every shit show, another door opens. So, Central Park, Saturday in the Park, the name of this episode, 104. Okay, ready? So, <sighs> 
terrible performance. Topic number one here is going to be a breakdown of what happened, okay? But as upset as I was about the performance, or not the performance, but the whole situation, Metallica announces that they're going to pay tribute to Johnny and Marsha Zazula on no, um, November the 6th, Hollywood, Florida, only performing songs from 83 and 84, which we all know, Kill Em All and Ride the Lightning. So, uh, ultra rare set list. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do I need to say it? Do I need? To? I'm going to say it anyway. You know I'm going to be there. <laughs> and uh, this, this wasn't my doing this time. This was not my doing, okay? So, I feel as a fan that if you are a mega fan, that you cannot miss this show. There's absolutely no way you can miss this show about, um, this is, this is what you dream for as a fan, especially of my caliber, especially of my, um, entry points, especially of my duration of time of being a fan. This is, I am going to get songs that, uh, that I may never hear ever again. This is going to be unbelievable. And I cannot express how excited I am to be there. Um, but that is just insanity, insanity. So uh, for those that don't know, Johnny Zazua was an American music industry executive who was the owner of New Jersey's Rock and Roll Heaven record store and founder of uh, record label Megaforce Records. Well, Talca got their start that way, so they're going to pay some tributes and rest in peace uh, passed away last February, so it was, you know, um, it was cool that they took the time to realize that, like, hey, listen, you know, this this is one of the major steps in our career, and uh, let's pay tribute. So great job to them. Definitely gonna be there. Definitely recap that for you and preview that for you because that is really a big deal there. So now let's bring us into the hot take here. All right, touch on everything that we got to take care of. Uh, don't don't forget to all within my hands. You also will be able to stream that. That will be Friday, uh, the sixteenth. I'm sorry, seventeenth. Uh, no, sixteenth. Sixteenth. I'm sorry, sixteenth uh, of December. Uh, all the dates are always mixed up, but don't worry, I'll be there too. Excited about that one, uh, of course, because that'll be a half acoustic, half electric set, I believe, and it is going to be good to hear some songs that are acoustic. So. That being said, what's our hot take for today? What is the better album since we're only going to hear from these two albums on this next show? Kill Em All or Ride the Lightning? Well, actually, this is kind of a tough one. What's better, the first or second album? Well, nine out of ten times when you're asking things, what is the better, you know, uh, the first one or the second one? You know, the original or the sequel? So, uh, my opinion here... I think you guys already know it's gonna it's gonna have to be ride the lightning. So uh, fight fire with fire, ride the lightning, for whom the bell tolls, fade to black, scape, trapped under ice, <laughs> creeping death, call of the Cthulhu. So kill them all, hit the lights, the four horsemen, motor breath, jump in the fire. Anesthesia Pulling Teeth, Phantom Lord, No Remorse, Seek and Destroy, Whiplash in there too, and also Metal Militia. So that wasn't in order, but if you really needed me to go back and put them in order, I'll do that for you. I just thought of them as the ones that popped into my head when Kill Em All comes up. Um, yeah, 
I mean, great album, Kill 'Em All. I'm, I would hope that a lot of songs from the 83 era are going to be played because I would love to hear a lot of the songs off Kill 'Em All. I've only heard, um, I haven't heard the full album live. Um, it's going to be good to hear that. I'm like really, really excited about this. So, um, all right. Uh, you guys got the comparisons there. But for me, if Master of Puppets was not around, okay, um, and I, I still be the Metallica fan that I am today, um, I don't know, but if Master of Puppets was not around, Ride the Lightning would be my favorite song from them, favorite album by them as it is now. So I'm going to say Ride the Lightning only because I think that it is a better album and I think it is Metallica's second best album. Not saying anything negative about Kill 'Em All. And if I heard more songs from Kill 'Em All at this show, I would not be upset, believe me. All right. Topic number one here. Central Park Massacre. That's what we're calling this one here. So, the whole setup of this festival was just a complete shit show. Um, it was basically like a presidential debate where people just came out and anybody who made a donation turned around and they just had to give a speech. They should have known better at this point to continue to make the speeches later on in the day. They were behind schedule on this whole situation because... Being that they had to continuously air this, well, not continuously, but air this on television, they had to keep going or streaming it wherever you're streaming it from. Let me go backtrack. We are in 2022 here, Deacon. I'm sorry. This is not 1983. Uh, so television, streaming, wherever you watched it, whether you were there or not, whatever, you still saw that they had uh, switched back and forth from New York to uh, Ghana, back and forth performances and whatnot. So... Every person spoke. It was really annoying. It was really boring. A lot of it. The music aspect on all artists. The Jonas Brothers, Charlie Puth. Everybody was great. They were spot on. It actually was a pleasure to see those other bands. There is no sarcasm in my voice when I say this. 100% um, true. Mariah Carey was great. She finally changed the way that she sings her songs and realizes that she cannot hit those notes anymore. And I really enjoyed her performance as well. So now everybody's waiting and it was really annoying because there were so many people who just kept walking up to me because of what I was wearing with my vest and everything and just asking me like, hey man, what are we going to hear tonight? Like, what are we going to hear tonight? And going to be honest with you, you know, I, what they were asking me they were going to hear, I kind of like burst their bubble and I said, no dude, this is not a Metallica show. You are not going to hear that. Then everyone's asking me, oh, we're going to hear to Kill Em All, we're going to hear Injustice For All. No, bro, you're not going to hear that. because Just because you know that, not everybody there was for Metallica. But for every 150 Metallica shirts you saw, okay, there was one Mariah Carey shirt. There was, I don't really remember um, seeing any at all, Jonas Brothers shirts, Charlie Puth. It was just kind of Mariah Carey and Metallica. That's primarily it. So... With that being said, uh, people were annoying. It really was fucking annoying. Like, and it, it just wouldn't stop. Like, you know, um, the food that they served there was all vegan. So, not that I was going to eat anyway. But it just a joke. You have to accommodate all these people. So now, you can't just accommodate for you know, whatever you're fighting for or whatever the scenario is because not everybody believes in that. And if you really thought that you were going to get the people or the amount of people that were there by having any other band come, then you should have done it because the people were there to see Metallica. So now we turn around and uh, 
we're t it's almost time for the band and oh one other thing too was no booze okay no booze they did not serve any booze which not really understood that i don't drink at concerts it didn't bother me but you could tell that the people there were some folks that brought some stuff in and snuck some stuff in so i'm just like bro like this is you know very odd and, and p peculiar the way the thing that was just set up you know very peculiar like it just anyway so we turn around and uh, basically the band is supposed to come on stage at 8.57. They don't come on until 9.14. Now, I don't know if this was the total set list or if they had other um, other songs that they had in mind that were going to play. I would imagine so because they headlined, they played eight songs. Um, it's not what anybody would have thought. So if nobody... if Everyone does not know what was played. Um, Creeping Death starts us off here. Uh, before Creeping Death comes on, they had a bunch of people come out and they're singing all this stuff and everything, okay? And they turned around and they had Nancy Pelosi come out and people are booing her. Like, throwing stuff at her, booing her. There's memes and shit all over Instagram. Like, dude, come on, this is not... Don't get politics involved with this. You're at a festival that is supposed to be giving back to people, but of course politics is involved with everything people booing throwing her the band starts to perform starts playing trying to get her to shut the fuck up like hey listen we're ready now 10 o'clock's got a cur or 10 o'clock is the curfew at central park because of the noise levels and the people that live around which is respectable i guess but shut the fuck up and get off the stage and let metallica perform so they keep going keep going finally it happens again one other person comes out and they're, they're um I don't know her name. I, I was told her name 15 times, but one of the Jonas Brothers' wives was hosting this thing, so they were booing her, telling her to shut up, and she's like, finally, I'll get Metallica on. She moves out of the way. Ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. Creeping Death comes on. Then we fall right behind into For Whom the Bell Tolls. Now, I'm thinking to myself, all right, all right, all right, we're going places with this. Remember the last thing I said to everybody in episode 103, and I asked it in the rapids because there was a chance that it could happen, uh, and it fucking did. So I got 50% or, uh, well, excuse me, I got uh, five out of the eight songs correct that they were going to play. I mentioned that I did not want to hear the other three songs, so we ended up having a song total of five coming from the Black Album. So then we go enter Sandman, and at that point now, they hit the house lights. So I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. This is a complete disaster. You just, I'm the biggest band in the world. You just hit the fucking house lights after that third song. So then we go into Sad But True, The Unforgiven, Wherever I May Roam. Again, these are all Black Album songs, and the last thing I said to you guys is I don't want to hear the fucking Black Album tonight. I didn't pay $250 a ticket to go and fucking see the Black Album, and I was not happy about this by any fucking means. So then, Nothing Else Matters comes on, and Mickey Guyton comes out and starts singing this with James Hetfield, and is all in his fucking face, and he is not even wanting anything to do with this bitch. He is looking forward straight at the crowd, and she is just great rendition, I guess, whatever you want to call it, because she was one of the artists who performed on Metallica's Black album, Black uh, tribute that they had a couple years ago, Blacklist or whatever it was, where they had all these different various artists, 53 renditions of the songs that were on the Black album. So she did one of those, came on with them, 
heads forward the whole time. Hetfield's not happy about anything that's going on. And then all of a sudden he said some nice things about her. She went off the stage. That's the end of it. Then I think we got time for one more. And then we get... Bam, bam, bam. Master. Master. And that's how it ends. Um, no one. Uh, re really, really shocked. You, you don't play your second best song. All right. Uh, this was, to me, just a joke. Uh, it was just a... Uh, the band was spot on. Let me, let me add that. The band was great. Okay, it wasn't like I'm bitching about the performance of the band. I just can't believe that they went that commercial when the first time that they did the show, I would have rather have seen the five songs that they had played the first time that they did this uh, six years ago, uh, rather than hearing the eight songs that they performed last Saturday night. So was I upset? Absolutely. Um, the way that it was with the fans at the end when they were getting aggravated and aggressive and throwing stuff on stage, I had to move us back and I moved away from the crowd. So I kind of basically moved until like there were three different level of VIPs. So I moved us all the way to the lowest level VIP, which we actually had a better view and nobody around us. Now, all of a sudden you see me. Um, nobody knows what the fuck to do since these guys are like the people are a lot of them are first timers So they don't know what to do during creeping death and all these people are looking at me when I'm yelling die 15 times a second Die 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 By my hand I creep across the land And they just looked at me like it was just weird But anyway so band was great whatever And then all of a sudden like toward the end we're standing there. There's not anybody near us. There's like so much open space. And all of a sudden, fucking idiots just come stand right in front of me. So I looked at him like, you fucking serious? <laughs> like you were fucking, and they apologized. Like, were you fucking retarded, dude? Seriously, I hate using that term. But there's all this open field or whatever. So it was just crazy. Then I didn't leave until they kicked us out. I was waiting for some people. Ended up getting back and glad the time that I left because I didn't really have any problems getting out. I got right on the first subway back, took it down to Penn Station, went to a bar, hung out with some people and friends from California, and uh, that was it, you know? So happy that I got to see everybody. Yes, of course. And uh, for anyone who's going to Florida, let me know. Do you get a coach show at gmail.com or you can just text me if you have my number. So definitely will be exciting. And um, from other fans as well, this is this is a uh, high caliber show, as I mentioned, that there nobody wants to miss this show if you're a fan. So everyone's talking about it and whatnot. I was lucky to get some tickets on the uh, pre-sale, fifth members. So I got them in. I know I'm already there. Um, last two shows, I bought tickets. Other than that, I usually do the StubHub method all within my hands. I'm going to do the StubHub method in, in December. And it'll be good from there. So that being said, Central Park Massacre. Topic number two, one day in Horrorland. So I've been working on this little project, and um, this is kind of uh, kind of like a TM type of deal, trademark. So don't try and copy this, because I will sue you. But um, I had this idea for like this horror movie. I was like a little book I'm writing about this, right? So basically what it is is always, almost kind of like a night at the museum type of deal, where everything after dark comes alive. So this is like a horror movie or a horror adventure park, or whatever you want to call this, right? So you turn around and a big storm happens, lightning strikes down on the electrical power and causes chaos inside the park with all of these serial killers and slashers and, and ghosts and stuff that are all released into the wild while there's a certain amount of people who won 
a overnight stay in the park because it was Halloween. They were going to do a, uh, you know, uh, like a whole haunted attraction type of deal. But now the haunted attraction with all these people, they don't realize that the characters are actually real and they're not people. So with that being said, like you turn around and you think about what it is for the art of horror, like and Halloween movies and stuff like that. We had a big movie come out yesterday and this is going to do well because it's Disney, and of course, Disney always does well. But I'm excited to see this one as well. Hocus Pocus 2, I put a spell on you, and now you're mine. But uh, the first one was great, phenomenally well done. Um, looking forward to seeing the second one. And of course, coming up next week, we got Terrifier 2. Art the Clown, this one's creepier than the fucking first one, and I think it's going to be great, can't wait to see that, And but just think about it like this, you know, like there's so many different ways that you can go on this Horrorland adventure, so imagine that you're inside of the park, and all these guys, well, who, who would be the one that you guys would fear the most, uh, deaconacosho at gmail.com, let me know, me, I, I don't know, um, because, you, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with, like, all this stuff, when you're watching this stuff on TV, like, it's easy for somebody to sit there and talk shit and be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to duck down. I'm going to hide under the bushes. When he gets out, I'm going to stab him in the knee. Like, it's easy to say that, okay? So, do you really think, like, you know, because you have to have some type of rebuttal, you know, or some type of character inside of these movies that are basically going to, um, you know, uh, how, how do I say... Um, you know, they're going to fight back and win. You can't always have these guys turn around and just killing people. It makes the, the people that are in the movie, it makes them kind of look stupid and, like, dumb. Like, really. Like, okay, like, the classic Geico commercial. Yeah, absolutely. Um, too funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just hide behind the chainsaws with the guy with the hockey mask on who looks like John Cena on uh, a growth steroid that makes him taller than he is. So it, just ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. But in some points of aspects, you have to give people the opportunity. And I think that a movie like this it gives people basically the freedom to turn around. And win. When you have all these villains and all these bad guys that are, you know, coming out and, you know, it's almost kind of basically like the Justice League for um, horror characters, right? Isn't it? So it should be cool. Um, I, I can't wait, honestly, to, uh, to get ready into horror season and traditions and stuff with that pumpkins and all, all that stuff it's great this is this is the best season of the year and i know it makes a lot of people happy including myself so one day in Harland, any suggestions that you guys have to this that you recommend you can show at gmail.com i definitely want to hear you what you got in your opinions on there and we'll definitely talk about the progression of the uh, book and how it's coming or the the I don't even know what you would call this I, I don't know what it is I just put some thoughts on a paper and I've been working on this for a very long time and uh, soon or soon I think it'll be at its end and uh, let you guys know how it goes so genius of the week bringing us down here and this is this is something that happened upstate New York so I don't know where you guys are but let me know if you guys have this um, it's not as common to see this as it often was when I was a kid, but ice cream men, all right? 
guys used to come around, I got all the cool stuff, like, on one truck. So when I see, like, if I'm driving and I see an ice cream truck, and it's not a Mr. Softy or a soft serve ice cream, I tell that guy to pull over, and I'll buy a lot of stuff off the guy, because that's the kind of stuff I like, with the little candies, and it's got any type of candy that you can imagine. Had 200 different varieties of ice pops and the popsicles and all that shit. I love that shit. Soft serve ice cream, eh, you, you can keep it. I don't need that shit. So, gentlemen, obviously, you got to be careful who you're using, and you could kind of tell, like, you know, what areas you're in geographically, um, you know, if you even have this happening. But, like, certain places, I'm sure that they aren't just um, providing ice cream, if you guys get the gist. So, gentlemen went to go have the end of the season, upstate New York, Saratoga, went to go and uh, get his ice cream truck repaired. So... This genius brought the truck in and told the guy what to do. The guy was looking to fix, you know, whatever was wrong with it. But he was taking a look at notice at one of the machines that had his brand new operating uh, perfectly. Like, but the problem was, like, never been used before. Factory sealed. Everything's still on it. Only one of them was used. But inside the one that wasn't used was... $214,000 and a couple of kilos. Now, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? You know you're going to have your ice cream truck repaired. You're going to have this guy looking at your truck. Now the guy's on the run, whose truck it is, because this mechanic had to report him. Well, no shit. I mean, there's multiple things that could have been done. The mechanic could have turned around and said, hey, listen, taking ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars just because you turned around and you brought this to me the way it was. Um or you could have turned around and said, dude, come pick up the truck. I want nothing to do with it. But I don't know if calling the police was the right thing to do. Uh especially too because what if this guy comes back and does something to you because obviously he knows who ratted him out. You know, you gotta kinda be smart about the things you do there. But e either way this guy is a genius um, don't leave your drugs when you're going to bring it to the mechanic. That's that's, that's all we got to say. I mean, I, I, what more could I possibly say on that scenario? I mean, genius of the week, clinically brain dead, don't need a second opinion. Absolutely. Now, I had another one for you. And this isn't really a genius of the week. I just wanted to tell you guys what I would do. All right. So I had a situation earlier where I had to go get some Chinese food. All right. Told you our pal Ney is under the weather, so I thought I'd be nice go out and get some Chinese food, uh, get some uh, soup for her. So I call up this place that I never go to because I had to go get a Slurpee. And uh, so I turn around and basically I uh, call up the place. I order a wonton soup, three egg rolls, uh, go to pick up the Slurpee. And the guy asked me if I said, you know, hello, how are you? I'd like to place an order for pickup. So he goes, all right, what can I get for you? So I start telling him what I need. And I'm like, I'll take a wonton soup. But he's like, uh, yeah, what's your name and phone number? And I'm like, don't you think you should have asked me that before I turned around and before I started giving you the order of what I want? But my name's Igor. Gave him a fake number. So I turned around and I was like, um, Igor is my name, I said. Did you get my order, young man? And he was just started cracking up on the phone. So then I turned around. And I decided that I was going to be a wise guy back now. And I was going to say to him, okay, well, do you also need my car uh, make model? 
And uh, do you need to know what I'm going to be for Halloween as well, along with my phone number and my name, since I'm ordering a soup and three egg rolls? And he was like, just cracking up this kid the whole time. So now I walked into this place, and if they had given me a problem in there, this is what I was going to do. So when the lady asked me what your name was, I told her, I said, Igor. But I didn't say it like that. I said, uh, yeah, I got to pick up for Igor. So I said it in my normal voice. If they would have given me a hard time, so now I got all these people looking at me because they must have heard this tale of Igor, okay? He tur they turned around and they said, okay, have a nice night. If they would have said something bizarre or like Igor, this or that, I would have turned around and said, yeah, man, Igor, he places the order. He's, you know, out of his mind or whatever. Hope he didn't give you a hard time. And they said, yeah, well, I, you're Igor. I would have went back to my house because it wasn't far away. I would have changed my outfit completely and went in there and said, yes, is there a problem? What is the issue, young man? <laughs> just to be fucking creepy and fuck with people on this night when I just want to make an order and I have to have you ask me 29 questions to order a fucking thing of soup. Never in my life have I ever went through something like that with a Chinese place. So I almost had another genius of the week there, but it did not happen. But crazy? Maybe. Am I out there? Well, don't fuck with me. I just wanted to order soup. Going us, or going us, bringing us into rapids. Rapid number one here. Early baseball predictions for the fall classic. Well, L.A.D., 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 Los Angeles Dodgers, um, championship series, uh, don't know, um, I, if the, it depends on what happens in the next couple of day, games, uh, if the Braves happen to land the Dodgers in the first round, the Braves are a uh, candidate to be able to knock the Dodgers out, but I think the Dodgers are just going to be a little bit too much for everyone, uh, rapid number two here, should primetime games be a flex, well, all right, should primetime games be a flex? Yeah, absolutely. So for those that don't know what that means is um, they they basically base the games on Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night from the year prior's records to put a more entertaining game. See, you're using that word entertaining again. There's entertainment. No, but putting a more well-balanced game or a, I guess what you would say, an evenly matched game for people on um, the primetime games. The problem is, is that you're not getting that each year of consistency. So, like for you know, last week's Thursday night football game, uh, not not the one that just passed a week prior, the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, that's a rivalry game, but that was really a bad game to put on Thursday night. And I understand that everyone has to get a primetime game, but they should put these flex games on. And what that means is they should determine every week what team gets bumped into the Sunday night spot, Monday night, and Thursday night games. And that would be a flex. And yes, I think that that should happen. But with that being said, we are getting spot-on games on, uh, you know, Thursday, uh, Sunday nights. I like the matchups and the games that we've had thus far. Uh, tomorrow night's game, big primetime matchup, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, who wins that game, who needs that game more? Well, um, I think who needs that game more? I think that they're both in a division that they're probably going to end up winning. Uh, depending on what happens during the day on uh, Sunday, um, I think Tom Brady's the one who needs it more, but I think Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way to walk into Tampa and win that game. 
Rapid number three here in our final rapid of the day here. Not to bore you guys too much with this fun episode here in the recap. Uh, must hear song November 6th. Uh, for me, Four Horsemen. Absolutely. Have to hear, have to hear the Four Horsemen. Uh, of course, track two of Kill 'Em All. Uh, many more I could name on there that I want to hear. I want to hear the whole album, but it is what it is. Um, that being said, that is episode 104. Hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope everybody does not get hit too bad with the weather that's on the East Coast. Everyone stays safe. Enjoys game day tomorrow. Do something out of the ordinary for game day. Do something that you don't normally do. Go out to the store, get some wings, and make some wings yourself. Or just go and buy the wings. I'm telling you, man. Definitely, definitely will be good to eat some wings, watch some football, and just relax with the shitty weather that we're going to have on the East Coast. If you're not on the East Coast and you're not having shitty weather, still go out and buy some wings. Watch the game in your backyard. Hook the TV up. That's kind of cool. But um, meantime, follow me on the majors of social, Deacon and Coast Show, Instagram and Twitter. Starting up with the guests coming soon. Got a lot of cool guests coming up that are Metallica related that you guys are going to enjoy. Just going to set some time with those guys to do so. Uh, probably most likely before the holidays coming up next month after the November show. Horror month is primarily for me talking about horror with you guys and a lot better, uh, more, more in-depth topics to coming up with that particular topic in general because who does not love horror there's been a study shown that watching horror movies actually can sometimes relax and ease your brain and it's good to be scared once in a while according to the studies but the fuck do they know right <laughs> that was 104 once again Deacaholics enjoy the rest of the weekend and game day but for now Deacon the one and only is out